You're listening to episode 7 of the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. And today, we will talk about KPIs. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir El Azouzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today, I want to give you um, a specific name. I want to make you like uh, a community. So I decided to call you the Easy Made Nation. Why? Because mainly you are growing and growing. I receive a lot of messages from you. So thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, yeah, really, really thank you for, for following me, following this podcast, following also what I'm doing on easymedicaldevice.com. So really, really thank you. I really, I'm really mot motivated to continue and to, and to bring you a lot of value. So thank you. So today on this episode, we'll talk about KPIs. What are KPIs? I see some of you that are, <laughs> are saying, yeah, uh, KPIs. I hate KPIs because they are always red on my, on my company. So for those that I don't know, so KPIs means key performance indicators. So uh, this is uh, really a, uh, an indicator that is uh, critical for your company and we'll really look at all the secrets of it. So let's go. Let's make our KPIs green again. This reminds you something. <laughs> let's go. So uh, before to start, I just wanted to confirm you that um, I mean to check if you have subscribed to my podcast um, because it's really important for me. It helps to uh, share this with all uh, the other um, people that are really interested on medical device regulations, standards, uh, innovations, etc. Uh, so please uh, share that with your colleagues or share that with uh, your community on the, your social media. Uh, also, please, if you can uh, subscribe, um, also make some reviews, if possible, five stars on your platform. So for that, you can go on uh, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, on uh, SoundCloud, on Spotify, a lot of S, on iTunes also for iPhone, uh, on Tune9. And if you have some uh, Alexa devices, uh, and if you are located in US, in Canada, in India, in Australia, in UK, uh, you can also uh, download the uh, Alexa skill called Medical Device Podcast. I don't know why it's not available in all the countries. Apparently, it's because of a language, as it's English, so mainly uh, it should be all only available in English countries. But I find that a bit um, yeah, not cool for some people because... I'm in France. People are speaking also English in France. So, <laughs> so yeah, we should, um, we should make that available everywhere. Okay, let's jump now on, on KPIs. First, uh, I wanted to tell you why I decided to talk about KPIs, because it's mainly uh, the job of quality uh, to define that or to implement that on their companies. Uh, so I think it's really important. But it's not specific to medical devices. I mean, all the companies should have KPIs like uh, food, pharma, uh, what else? Um, also luxury watches. I'm near to Switzerland, so I should talk about that. Uh, luxury watches uh, or also on your own life. So mainly you should have KPIs on your own life. The time you have to leave your house to go um, to go to work, etc., etc. 
So why is it so important for you? Uh, mainly because it measures your performance. So this is really important that you are measuring that. It measures your, the performance of your quality management system, of your processes, of your products, uh, also of your employees. Uh, so, so yeah, you should have KPIs. I remind you, key performance indicators. Let's take an example. You are on your car. Okay, let's make, you, let's, make, <laughs> let's make things like more concrete for you. You are on your car, you're driving, but you don't see the, in, the measures of your speed. The, uh, if there is uh, enough gas on your car, you don't see that at all. So you're driving and you see some, uh, some signs saying, oh, you have to drive at 40 kilometers per hour or 40 miles per hour for our US colleagues. Um, then you are maybe a bit of stress because what is exactly your speed? You don't know. Or if you see that there is a gas station that is coming in few meters, should you go or no? Uh, yeah, you don't know. This is mainly the issue that when you don't have any measures, you cannot measure. So this is the measures that you should have on your car to be able to define um, yeah, if you are at a good or bad speed or if you have enough to continue your travel. Now, the other way around. Let's say you have those, those measures on your car. You have the, the speed of your, of your uh, vehicle. You have uh, the, how, much, how much gas there is on your car. But you have no sign anymore. You don't know what is your limit, uh, what is the speed limit. You don't know what is, if there is a gas station close or not. Uh, you see that your gas uh, is uh, arriving at the limit, but yeah, am I close? Am I not close? Will I be, uh, yeah, will I have to park on the side of the highway? Uh, so this is mainly a, a kind of a stressful situation, I think, for you. So this is why um, key performance indicators are the combination of measures and limits or indications. This is mainly what will, what will help you to define your key performance indicators in your company, in your life, as I've said, in, in, in all companies. So. so what can we do about that? Uh, so in our um, medical device companies, uh, we have the ISO 13485 um, chapter 8, which is saying that you have, uh, it's about measurements, uh, analysis and improvement. So this chapter has to be in place. And in this chapter, it says that you have to have indicators. Now, um, let's, let's select a process in your quality management system. Let's say, for example, that you are, um, we are measuring or we are looking at the process of uh, audit. So if we want, we can say for audit, internal audit process, that one indicator is the date of completion. And not one indicator, not one measure. Let's, let's use the vocabulary measure for now. One measure. <clears throat> one measure is the is the date of completion of your audit. One other measure is uh, the date of availability of the report from the audit. The other measure is the time that you have that you, you 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 used to close your observation. Uh, so these are measures that you can have, and this is only measures. Now, what is difficult for you or for your companies sometimes is to define what are the limits that you have to implement. For example, time uh, for uh, the date of completion of the audit. Uh, if you pass 
the date of completion. So normally it's bad, but maybe on your limits, it says plus or minus one week, for example. It says uh, the limit is uh, the date of completion plus or minus one week. Uh, the, uh, the the date for the report maybe can be like 30 days after the completion of the audit. But you can also decide 45 days, 45 business days. So it's also some limits that you have to implement that will then uh, create your KPI, your key performance indicators. The, the limits, as I said, is really difficult because it depends also on your quality manager or your company or your the employees. Why? Because we have some people that will say, yeah, I am really, we should be perfect. So we will have to put 100%. There is no kind of uh, exception, uh, which can make a bit your company a bit in trouble because nothing is perfect. So let's, let's be honest. <laughs> we cannot be perfect. So we should have always some exceptions or some uh, tolerances, if I can say. Or you can have some companies where they are really laxist and they are like, I, it's not 100%. If, if it's 60%, we are good. It's fine. So maybe it's also a bit um, not, not, not really strict. So you have then to, uh, to work on those limits. My advice is when you have uh, no history at all on your company, you are a fresh company, um, the, the, the best practice is to define arbitrary limit, if I can say, it should not be so, yeah, maybe perfect, if I can say, and then to update it along the life of the indicator. Uh, for example, every six months, you make a review of those indicators. You see, oh yeah, we are a bit too strict, uh, so we can reduce that. And even if we reduce that, there is no risk for the company. It's just an uh, adjustment. Uh, or if you have some history, maybe to use this history to uh, define what is the, the limit that uh, is reasonable. Or you can also, if you see that this limit is maybe not challenging enough, to also challenge this limit and increase it, if I can say, just to to put still some pressure on your on your company. Why am I saying that? Because sometimes we see a lot of indicators on your company that are always green. So, um, Always, an always green indicator is a sign that maybe we are not measuring the right things. Let's take an example. Um, you have your CAPA system, so corrective action, preventive action, which is also on chapter 8 of the ISO 13485. On this CAPA system, you can measure, for example, uh, timeliness of completion. So meaning that how many time you use to complete your CAPA. So it means that you have defined normally, you investigated your CAPA, you define some actions, you define who are closing those actions or performing those actions, and you define the date of completion. You said you should complete this uh, this audit or this um, this kappa by this date. So we see that it's always green, means that people are always completing the kappa at the right date, So which is good or maybe strange. So let's analyze that. But when you are digging more on this, there is no effectiveness monitoring after that. Means that you are performing your kappa, you close it on time, yuppie, everybody's happy. But after that, uh, there is no measure if the kappa was efficient, if there is uh, no adverse event, uh, if, uh, if the, this kappa didn't create another problem that opened a new kappa, etc., etc. So as soon as you put in place this effectiveness monitoring, things can change. First, you can see that the kappa is not effective at all. The action that were decided 
who are not effective at all. And you can also in, increase, if I can say, the, the accuracy or the focus of the people when they are working on this kappa because when you are saying the kappa is always green, they say, okay, that means our actions are good. But when you are measuring them, the effectiveness of their actions, then you discover that no, they are not good at all. So this can also increase the, the, the focus of people to put really the right actions in place. So if you see a company with always green KPIs, ask yourself if they are really measuring the, the right things. And um, when you have also um, when you have also the KPIs, you there is as I've said, you have also to define some tolerances. Um, because sometimes uh, you can you can exceed, but is it really an exceed? Let's let's take an example again. You are driving um, you are driving your car again. Let's take the same example. Uh, you have your uh, speed at uh, 50 miles per hour, and you see a sign saying that uh, the speed should go now to uh, 30 miles per hour. Okay, so you see you saw this sign you reacted so you find that you are not uh, at the right speed so you readjust your speed so now mm, there is no adverse event everything is fine you corrected that now another example you are uh, driving at 50 you see the sign at 30 but you do nothing <laughs> means that you are still driving at 50 and uh, you take the risk let's say you take the risk so some people can take the risk if the risk is really uh, low, uh, if they see that more advantages to drive at this speed instead of the correct speed. I mean, this is their decision. But if you are caught by police, for example, or by a radar, you have to justify, I mean, pay a fine or uh, you have to justify why. And let's take an example also. <laughs> you are in your car driving uh, at a high speed and in a highway at a high speed and you don't respect the limit. But... You have your wife that is pregnant in the passenger uh, seat uh, and you prefer to go quickly because there is nobody on the highway. It's uh, three in the morning and uh, there is no risk, if I can say. Uh, so you prefer to go quickly instead of having the baby that is delivered in the car. So it's, so it's also kind of a justification why you, you are doing that. So there is always something that you have to do in your company is also to define uh, this uh, this mentality of uh, is there any risk or not to pass some kind of limits in your company there is three cases we have the case one you as i said you see the issue you 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 are out of the limit you find why you correct you put in place an action you correct it then you are back to normal so this is case one you have case two where you see the limit you see that the the measure passed the limit and you say, okay, I don't know why. Let's see next month, for example. Like it's a monthly KPI. Let's see next month how what is happening. So you wait for one month and you see that it came back under the limit. So then it's like, I don't know what happened. There, is, there was an accident, but uh, we are back to normal. So we are fine. Uh, so this is also something that you can define on your procedures. Or you have the third case. You say, okay, I passed the limit once. I pass the limit twice and now I say, okay, should I wait a third month? Okay, I wait a third month. I pass the limit three times. So then what should I do? I mean, you can also define what we call a trend. Means that you are defining that on your indicator that, for example, three consecutive times out of the limit is a trend and then you have to do something. 
you have to open a kappa, you have to put in place an action, you have to stop your equipment, you have, I mean, you define that on your procedure, but you should not be strict like saying, oh, after one out of the limit, one measure out of the limit, you have to stop everything. You have also to be a bit smart with your indicators uh, to, to not block your, your production. So this is, uh, this is something that is important. Um, also, let's take an example for uh, when you pass the limit uh, on the pharmaceutical industry or medical devices, when you have some, sometimes some products that are uh, temperature sensitive. Uh, for example, on the boxes, we are saying that you should not uh, expose this product uh, at temperature. Uh, you should expose this product at temperature between 0 to 20 degrees Celsius. Uh, so then you are fine, you are at the right temperature, you are good. But I have this example because I, I am working also on that. So uh, you have some products that are, uh, that are um, shipped by, um, by air, so on, uh, on, um, on the plane. And sometimes the temperature inside the luggage area is really cold, so meaning that it goes sometimes below zero. So what are we doing on that? All the product that we shipped should be scrapped or what's happening? No, what we are doing is that we are putting also a, an excursion report. We are making tests to say how long those products can be out of tolerance. How long those products, for example, can be at minus one degree. How long those products can be at minus two degree and still continue to be effective. Or how long those products can be at 25 degrees and still be effective because you have always some transit, you have always some logistics. So sometimes you are in a fridge and then you have to go out of the fridge and then you have to go in again to the fridge. So it's more about how our product is reacting out of those tolerances. And then you have those, this report that says, for example, you can be at minus five degrees uh, during uh, three hours or six hours and it's still okay. Then you are defining that because you know that you can ship those products uh, with a flight of uh, with a, a six-hour flight, and it's still fine. There is no issue with your with your product. So don't be strict with your KPIs like it's like that. It's more make some risk analysis, define if what is really the best for your company, what are the what is the best for your um, employees, what is the best for your patients, your your customers, just to avoid to be too strict to be over, to put in place a uh, kind of an over quality uh, system, which is making also the other departments not happy. Uh, and then they are always complaining on quality saying, yeah, quality is bad because each time they are refusing this or that. No, let's make it smart with our, uh, with our indicators. Okay, who is defining now those indicators? Because it's really important. Each processes should have its own indicators, if I can say. If you have a manufacturing process, if you have an inspection process, if you have a washing, a cleaning process, etc., etc., each of those processes should have their own indicators. But who is defining that? Normally, if you are in a perfect world, <laughs> it should be the process owner who is defining that because they know their process. They know what they are doing. They know all that. So there is no need then for... Um, somebody external to this process to think about that and to think how is it working, what should I put, etc. But I put here a but because I have also this experience. There are some process owners that don't really understand how indicators are working. So what they are doing is that they are choosing some indicators that are, as I've said, always green. And they 
to just kind of show off and say my process is really good, everything is fine, everything is good. So this is where the quality manager or quality person has to challenge that and to really check if this is really the right indicator to be chosen. But normally it's the process owner who is defining the, the indicator with the help of quality for sure. We are always here to help. And then when should be reviewed all those indicators? So it really depends on the indicator. The indicator, the frequency of review can be um, every week, every month, every three months, quarter, every six months, every year. You define that, but you have also to justify that. Imagine now you are, you are an auditor. Okay, let's say that you are an auditor and you arrive to a company and uh, you ask to review the CAPA system. So corrective action, preventive action. And the person is saying to you that, yeah, we are reviewing our Kappa indicators every year. So you have 365 days <laughs> and then you are reviewing your Kappa. So then you are defining, oh, am I good or am I bad with my uh, corrective actions and preventive action? Um, maybe he has a good justification. I don't know. Maybe, um, I, maybe yeah, I don't. But if he has no justification... Uh, let's say that this is this can be raised as an observation. Uh, if he had really, really no inform, if he says, for example, I'm, I just choose that it's arbitrary. There is no 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 justification for that. So this can be a bit a bit tricky. Uh, during those reviews, the reviews can be done also during a management review, uh, which is a big meeting. If I can say to review all the indicators, which should be normally um, every quarter, I would recommend every quarter. Um, then on this management review, you can also decide um, actions out of those indicators to say, oh, this indicator looks a bit bad or it starts to have, we start to see a trend. So maybe we should put in place an action. Um, or you can decide also to, when you have only green indicators during the review, you can decide, oh, does it really make sense to keep this indicator? It's always green. It gives us no information. And at the end, yeah, let's maybe choose another indicator for this process. Or you can say, say, say that, for example, the limit that was defined is too high or too low or and we want to change the limit. So then it's also your decision during management review. I mean, top management has to decide, yes, we should change this, this limit. Still with a justification, not to say, oh, we are too difficult to, it's too difficult to, um, to sustain this, uh, then we have to reduce that. No, the question is, it's too difficult to sustain this. Is there any action or is there any reason that we cannot reach this limit? Uh, if yes or no. And uh, when we are reducing this limit, uh, are we still good, if I can say? Uh, are we still delivering the right service to your to the, the customers? Are you ha, Do you still have a, a, an effective quality management system, etc., etc.? So this is really important. What um, I want also to give you as information or advice is also to make your indicators funny. So sometimes it's a bit, uh, yeah, too red, too green. So it's uh, not funny if I can say. So uh, I have an example in one of my company, uh, I had my managers uh, that, uh, that define a rule where, um, for example, let's talk about scrap rate. So how many scrap your manufacturing is producing. So my manager was uh, doing that. So every month we are measuring a scrap rate, how much uh, pieces we are scrapping, how much does it cost? For example, let's say it costs uh, uh, 25,000 uh, euro uh, this month. Then instead of just showing a number, what she was showing, she was showing also the value in the real life to our employees. 
So she was, for example, um, defining that uh, month one, we just lost a car, for example. Month two, we lost a boat or we scrapped a boat. Month three, we scrapped an apartment. Month four, we scrapped, I mean, we are accumulating. So it means that each month we are accumulating with the previous month and we are saying this year or until now, we just scrapped an apartment. Until now, we just scrapped a house. And at the end of the year, we scrapped, I don't know, a big truck or I don't know how much cost that. But this is mainly something that is more concrete for employees. And sometimes it made a bit the employee a bit pissed off. So they were not really happy <laughs> because seeing that. Uh, but it also then deliver a message that is concrete. It's not a message that is just a number that, yeah, we are rich. The company is rich. We can scrap that. It's not a problem. It's more to say, would you like to scrap a house or scrap this or scrap that? It's more to put also employees in question. And maybe not to say that it's their fault. The objective is not the, the objective of this is not to say that it's the fault of employees or the fault of this or that. No, it's just to say. Maybe altogether, we can define an improvement or can have something that is put in place to save some money. This is all only the, 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 the purpose is only that. It's not to, it's not to blame anyone. So yeah, make your indicators funny if possible. Test it. I don't know the culture of your company. So, but try it just to see if, if this is something that can be, uh, can be uh, well delivered on your, on your, on your company. Uh, the other thing is where to store those indicators. So there is two things here. We have first the rules, um, the rules for those indicators. So it means what are the how you measure it, uh, how you measure your indicator. You have uh, can be sometimes a, a mathematic formula to define, and what are the limits. This should be put in pro in procedures. On this, you have two choices, or you. Uh, it, def it depends on your quality system, if I can solve your documentation. Or you put that in each procedure. For example, let's say the audit procedure. Here are the indicators for the audit procedures inside the audit proce procedure. Or you are creating a another procedure specifically for indicators to define what are indicators, how to measure them, etc., etc. And in attachment, you are creating a table with all the indicators how you measure them, what are the limits, etc., etc. So it means that you have only one paper, one page with all the indicators of all your company. So it can be also a good way to uh, to have that at one place instead of having that spread in all um, all your procedures. The other thing is okay. The rules is one thing. Then how you display that visually to your people. So as I've said, you have the way of management review where you are displaying that on your slides. And you have also the way to display that on your uh, boards. So if you have some boards on your company near to the coffee machine, as I say some, sometimes, uh, because then it, they are more attracted or focused, um, then you can show that there and explain um, and make some color code. Red is bad, uh, yellow is um, average, and uh, green is uh, good, uh, it's perfect or exceed, uh, let's say. So this is also something that you, you should put in place so that it's not just indicators that are in a binder, in a folder, in your computer, but also are communicated to your, to your employees. Okay. Um, I think we were, we looked at really all the aspects of indicators. So what are the KPIs, how to manage KPI, uh, and also the excursions, uh, who is defining the KPIs, where to store the KPIs, when to review the KPIs to make your KPIs funny. So now I don't know if you have still a question, but um, let's continue this conversation maybe on the comments or on my Facebook group. 
so easymedicaldevice.com slash Facebook group. And I still have a question for you. So my question is, um, are you satisfied about your KPIs on your company? So it's anonymous. Uh, don't bring company name or this or that. The objective is just to see a proportion of satisfied or unsatisfied. Or, and if you can put a reason or if you can put some example, I'm always uh, interested to understand yeah, what's happening in other companies, what we can improve, and maybe we can also provide some good advices. So let's let's have this discussion. And please, yeah, if you can just uh, send a message on uh, on the comments of this uh, this podcast uh, show notes or on the Facebook group, then we can still continue the discussion also with the other members of the community, the Easy Med, uh, the Easy Med Nation. So, okay. Um, let's now, um, close out this, um, by saying that, um, I wish you to make your KPIs green again <laughs> from the famous quote of a, a famous president. And, uh, as I said, I'm still available for discussion, uh, anytime. So if you have any question on other topics, uh, don't hesitate, uh, to contact me, uh, can contact me also on my LinkedIn. I'll be really, um, um, it will be really good yeah, to continue discussion and to, uh, to stay connected. And um, if you have also um, some colleagues, as I've said, that are really interested by medical device regulations, standards, information, innovation, knowledge, please share with them uh, that uh, the, the blog post, so easymedicaldevice.com. Share with them also the, um, the YouTube channel. And also, uh, if they are interested to uh, hear more about um, uh, experience so share with them also this podcast uh, in the next uh, next podcast not the next one but next podcast I, I, I start to interview some people so to have more people that will be coming and sharing their experience so stay tuned and you will maybe hear also some cases that are really uh, familiar to you um, and the objective as I say is always to learn so let's keep learning So thank you very much. It was a great episode for me. So thank you. And I see you on the next one. So have a good day. Bye.